I'd like to invite my wife to come, please sit, sit in the front here, just because I need her to help me along the way. And um, the idea is, you think that uh, people always invite Pastor Jeremiah and announce, make all the announcements. I just want to tell you a secret. Everything that I preach came from her. Already. <laughs> Originally, I was thinking that I would just share a little bit, and then I'll prophesy. I've just changed my mind. <laughs> Why do you want to stop the Spirit of God? That's right, come on. And then just do your thing. I'd like to pray for Ruth. Ruth, you are standing right in front of me. And I have this habit of those people who are who come close, closer to me and just figure out, Lord, what are you saying about this person? And that, that happened to him. And so Ruth, you happened to be standing in front of me. And so, Jordan, thank you for coming there to introduce yourself this afternoon. You told me that you got married here five years ago, and then you, from this place, you will multiply football and now you took it. And uh, why don't both of you just come? And let me just pray to bless you. Thank you, Jesus. A <laughs> uh, couple of things. One is, I heard from Roland, Pastor Roland, when he, before he started this church, just when he finished this uh, time of, his time of, uh, what do you call it? Uh, seminary. Uh, there was such a dryness. And um, I couldn't shake off that thing. And then, of course, later on, uh, before the service, before the dinner tonight, somebody mentioned the same thing. Yeah. And uh, I, I just want to encourage you, this sister, that you know what? You be one young lady soaked in the oil of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you don't need to feel like you're drained. Jesus, help me and help her too. She's crying. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to make you cry. But you know, it's the love of God. And I just want to speak to you. And you must know that your Heavenly Father loves you. And I've got a daughter. And I think that somehow when you have a daughter, it changes the old man. Yes. Is that true? Amen. Yeah? It's so strange, isn't it? And so I want to tell you that, you know, your daddy up there, He's not really that far from you. He loves you very much. I, I suppose you're a hard worker. You're a very responsible person. And you're always doing your best. Don't know whether you feel appreciated or not. You know what? Your father really loves you. And he wants to give you a hug. That's why I call your husband to come around. <laughs> I, I, go on, give her a hug. I, I, I don't want to be the one who's going to do this kind of thing. I'm not, I, I told the Lord I don't want to touch people. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, for my sake too. You know. But you, you, need to, you need to hug. And, um, and, and, and maybe you, you feel like you don't, you don't really contribute very much. And maybe you're not the one that is really forefront. And maybe you just kind of like do the background thing, get a job and provide and so on. And maybe that's the story of your life. But the story of your life doesn't stop there. 
I want to speak destiny into you. Amen. I want to tell you, dear brother, that your wife and you join together is going to make a very significant thing in the kingdom of God. Amen. There are treasures still hidden in darkness within you to be released out of you. There are talents. I saw you trying to do fishing today. <laughs> I did. You caught two fish. Wow, congratulations. Well, Uncle Alan's anointing is passing on to you. <laughs> and I saw him actually who was trying to teach you, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Praise the Lord. You actually can fish there. You went somewhere else. <laughs> oh, you went somewhere else. <laughs> All right. But you know what? I, I just hope even this brief moment would minister a little bit to you to tell you that your worth is much more than your works because the Lord looks at you and He delights in your heart He delights in your smile He delights to see you smile you know sometimes you can't smile because you're so fresh, pressed, pressed and pressured and uh, and then when you do kind of let it off, you feel so bad. And you know what? Those moments were the moments when the Lord is saying that actually, I'm watching you, you go. I'm watching you. You're not on your own. You come and let me, just like my wife said just now, and also you say rest. And she said, you draw yourself to the Lord. My wife said that. And uh, I really believe that those words that were spoken tonight actually will apply to you too. All the different prophecies. You don't have to fight for it. You need to rest in it. And just let go. Spiritually, I mean. And, uh, but you're not that tight though. Because you're a very responsible young lady. And so you would see to it as much as you can. And, maybe, and then the worst part of it is you feel like maybe you're not doing a good enough job. That performance thing, you know, Chris was talking about the KPI, I think it's a very damaging thing, really. But it's the secular world, that's the way it is. Very impressive. But what's the big deal by the end of the day? Your life, your joy, your peace, your sense of being loved by God is more precious than your KPI. Father, I pray for this young lady. And I pray for John, Jordan also. I just pray that, Father God, that tonight is an encounter between a young girl, a young lady, with her heavenly Father. Come on, that's right. Yes. That this encounter is an experienced faith in her that will cause her to be drawn even closer to you. Oh Jesus, release her into a new connection with you day by day. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Jordan 2, I pray Father God that you will quicken him and begin to open him up with a greater understanding of the call and purpose 
of his heavenly father for him. You know, by the end of the day, you're a good guy, you know. Well, of course you're a good guy, otherwise this girl wouldn't marry you. <laughs> and and there's, there's really no, 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 like, you know, you're not really a rascal or anything, but maybe a bit laid back. Um, maybe not really like forefront in charging like uh, other people would expect you to, and maybe uh, your wife might expect you to do more, or this and that. And expectations, expectations, expectations might be looming upon you. So you have to go to the Lord. And I do encourage you to do that even more. Because He alone will sort it out for you. And sometimes He actually will bring it, bring you up and step up yourself. That's right. Hallelujah. And honor you. For every step that you will take, that's right, Amen. and give, give him the pleasure of seeing how my son is being raised up for his purpose and his glory. Come on, bless this young man. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 During the lunchtime, I kind of felt a bit of a quickening and I happened to be having lunch together with your mother-in-law and your father-in-law. Ended up prophesying with her in the lunchtime at the table. I spoke about the spirit of prayer that had been upon her. And I spoke about it in different things. I don't want to go into all that. But I happened to also meet up with her at about four or five o'clock or something and walk up towards that area there where people were fishing. And there again, uh, I told her something that the Lord could very well be having this thing upon his heart for this church to raise up an army, a group of people into unusual prayer momentum. Mm. It's the Lord's doing. That's right. There will be those whom the Lord will begin to create a desire to ab abandon themselves just to let Him pray through you. She is one of those, and we encouraged. I encouraged her that during the dinner, during the walk mm. at four or five o'clock or whatever. And I just sense that this is a crucial factor yeah. for genuine faith and the household of God. And I'm so glad that you are ready for it. And this is a wonderful thing. So watch out. More of you will find yourself into a place of prayer. One hour a night, two hours a night, three hours a night, awakened at odd hours to pray. And then maybe some of you would be onto a diet called fasting. <laughs> <laughs> it will be part and parcel of what the Lord has in his agenda.
My wife might have something to say. Do you have anything yet? Or you want to? Okay. Uh, I, I actually invited her so that she can interrupt me anytime. Okay. After all, we are family, right? Yes. 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 Uh, I know that in some places I won't do it. Because that's why I told you some places I won't come back. <laughs> but for LG, I might consider coming back. <laughs> Maybe this is even more so after this weekend. Yes. Yes. And I trust that whatever that I'm saying or prophesying would resonate with you. Maybe it's already happening. And of course, whatever that I prophesied on her is already happening. And the, of course, the wonderful thing is I didn't know it. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And this is so beautiful, isn't it? And then, you know, many years ago, I had a problem with this song. Lord, you're, uh, oh, Lord, you're beautiful. Yeah. Or, or the other one is, uh, so the song's about the beauty of God. I couldn't, I couldn't understand what it was. God, are you male or not? <laughs> <laughs> but now I see He's beautiful in these things. He does things beautifully. Isn't it he makes all things and then, of course, when I in somehow stumble upon this gift of the prophetic, I could, I could see even more. Because I know it's not me. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I prophesy over a weekend more than a hundred people. How could I ever deliver? John Woo is one of those who makes me do that. We only 85-50-50. It's a miracle. Where do you get all this kind of thing to actually start to talk about people? And you can't talk rubbish, right? People will know. <laughs> and they will not invite you back. The fact that they do invite you back, there must be something. <laughs> and they prophesy over children. Yes. Over youth and so on. I, when they started doing that, I told Lord, I've never done this before, you know. What are you going to talk about kids? But then I started prophesying over the pastor children at home. That was the beginning. And then I prophesied on my own children and things like that. Of course, it's history now. And then. Ooh, hallelujah. Thank you. It's a good life when you're serving the Lord. And like when my wife said, it's easy. It's in the flow. Yeah. So when I prophesy, I'm just in the flow. Hallelujah. So you come anytime you like, just be in the flow. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so young lady too here. What's your name? Kim. Kim. Sounds like a good name, praise God. <laughs> you know, I, I, I see you leading song here. You're an enthusiastic. And there, there is a sense of power. There's a sense of power that God is wanting to release you into. So don't ever think too small about yourself. But I'm not trying, trying to elevate the flesh part of thing. <laughs> you, you don't go exhibiting yourself. I'm powerful. You know, I, I'm, I'm Wonder Woman 1984 or something like that. Uh, not like that. It's because of the relationship that, the, that you have with the Lord that is so powerful. Yeah. And that makes yeah. you beautiful. <clears throat> and that makes you somewhere noticed by your Father in heaven. And it's about you knowing that you just are just so close. You're just so close to Him, but you're so close to that river. 
You're just close, so close to that river. Psalm 23, you know, the streams of whatever. Psalm 1, okay. Uh, revelations also talk about streams and uh, the healing leaves and, and things like that. I want to encourage you to just just get into the, those. Any time we feel a little bit stressed, just know that you're just so close, so nearby, and just enjoy yeah. that time of refreshing in the presence of the Lord. It is about just being so close. You don't have to pray. You know, many years ago, the Pentecostals used to pray, Lord, rend the heavens and come down. How many remember that? Not one or two of you. That's bad theology. Heaven's already opened. The river is actually next to you. Up to you to enter in any time. As I'm speaking to you, I'm actually having visions and pictures of people who had reported about their visits to heaven and come back. How heaven. Many people would describe heaven that is a place that is having always water and a river. And tonight's word for you is it's just so close to you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. What's your name? Harold. Oh, yes, of course, I think I know you. <laughs> you were the same. Yeah, and your name? Natalie. Yes. And uh, you're in the children's church. Yes. And Natalie, and you're married. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure. <laughs> we guess before, and it was me and Jerusha. Nothing Where's Jerusha? Gone home? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> you look different tonight. Yeah. 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 But you look slimmer tonight. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Now, if there's anybody who, 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 who will be overseeing you, would see a mark of faithfulness that both of you would be in your report card. Sometimes when I'm prophesying, it's like I'm giving them a report card. And the report card for you from the Lord is that you are faithful. You can be dependent upon. You can be dependent. God can depend on you. People can depend on you. You will do a, you will do a, a good job. You will do the best that you can, and uh, and and there will be that sense of wanting the Lord's best to be done, and that's why you come in because you have such a hunger for the Lord. You have such a hunger to worship. You have such a hunger to reach out to the Lord, and it's like what I'm seeing is that. A spiritual excavation is taking place from within your soul, making you feeling so empty that needs to be filled. 
that spiritual excavation is such that it has got to be filled only by the Lord Himself and it cannot be satisfied by anything else. If this really describes you, it must be from the Lord who is intending to fill it. He would not talk about something that He is not going to do. He is faithful to His Word. And when He says something, He is going to perform it. And He is going to fill you. And He is going to top you up. And He is going to cause you to have an overflow. Because if not, there will be the situation whereby you are saying that, Father, I am so tired, I can't give out anymore. But you see, the truth is, nobody, not any one of us, can give what we don't have. But the Lord is going to give you a filling up and a topping up. So that there will be something that will be overflowing from you. You will operate out of an overflow. But make sure you park yourself at the petrol station. Hallelujah. And Harold, I, I really I, I really feel that, you know, uh, I, I love you. I don't know why I say that. I don't say that to a man, usually. But maybe it's the father who's saying, I love you. I love you, my boy. You're my boy. You're my son. You're a son, not a serpent. You're my son and I love you. And I do not know what it means to you, but you know, for all that you have been growing up, if there have been parts that are lacking, the father is saying, Son, I love you. Come close to me. Come closer. You sometimes maybe you have difficulty getting close. It's as if like sometimes it's an artificial, an invisible line or an invisible veil that makes it kind of like stay close because you might go close and you could release yourself out of it. Because the Father is drawing, drawing you near and is telling you, I love you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Jerusha. Thank you, Jesus. You're an incredible woman. Amen. Wonder woman. <laughs> Powerful woman, too. Superwoman. What's that? Superwoman. Superwoman. Yeah. I think your church is blessed, you know. With all these people. <laughs> yeah, really. Thank you, Jesus. She is a gift. You're a gift. You're God's gift. Whoever who marries you. Oh. I don't know where is he, but you know. <laughs> he should be here. He should be here, yeah. Uh, he, he, he should be grateful. But you see, the problem with men, sometimes you don't know how to even appreciate it. So then you need to get somebody else to come and prophesy. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> but you see, the thing is, you are 
It's natural to you. Whatever that you're doing is natural. You serve the Lord with ease. You serve the Lord with natural thing. And uh, this morning I saw you in operation. You're a great level. You leveled him. You know, he was acting out how you were stressed, but actually you see he's exaggerating. <laughs> no, or rather, he's dramatic. That's what they say. That's what she said. Not but, but you see, but that's his gift, you know. I can't do the, I, I can't speak like he did. And he is an incredible communicator. Because of it, I think FGA can grow. But he is actually deferring himself from this gift by actually allowing others to come in so that this church doesn't grow according to the gift of one man. You see, this boy is a smart man. Hallelujah. He's a smart boy. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I think he's quite lovable, isn't he? Yes. I better say the right thing. Otherwise, tonight there will be things in the room. I the room. Oh, you might not even get in the room. My dear sister, uh, just get in. I'm talking, I'm going to talk to you about the next step of your life because you're, you're going to get married, of course, and you're going to have your children and so on. And there will be seasons of change and different winds and so on. But just remember one thing no matter what season you're in, the wind. Is always blowing yeah. upon you. Amen. Hallelujah. Face the wind. The wind of the Holy Spirit. The wind of refreshing that will brush upon your cheek that will cause you to feel good. Challenges may come, but they don't stay, but the wind of God will always be upon you. There is a glow about you. And there is a wind upon you. Yep. And there is a release of the Lord at every turn. Anything that happens to you, like I tell people, COVID is only an event. Don't make too much a big deal out of it, but use the best of it. Don't waste COVID-19. And if they did make use of it, spiritually it could be a good time in your life Hear in mind bear in mind this hear this whatever that happened could be the best thing that's happening for you because the wind of the Lord is going to blow into your face the wind of the Lord is the Ruach the Spirit of the Lord is the Numa Spirit of the Lord is the very presence of God himself in fact, in, for that matter, I do not know whether you ever experienced this, and I'd like you to go to the Lord for it. Some of us who have walked with the Lord for a while understands and could identify the sense, the tangible presence of the Lord, or the tangible anointing that <clears throat> abides within you. You're going to get in. You're going to get this. Yeah, You're going good. to step into this. There will be something that the Lord will do for you that let you know. In fact, this is how I operate. Yeah. 
Kashmiri-Vinya. And you know what? It's going to carry you through whatever that may come. Not that I'm saying things, bad things are going to come. But I'm saying that whatever, come what may, you're going to be a victor. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Let me see. There's not too many young people. They've all gone home. Far behind. Oh, hello, how are you? <laughs> you look so cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back to you. <laughs> Did you say you have a twin brother? Yeah. Where is he? Oh, he's not here. Just my home. He was here. He was. Yeah. Doesn't matter. All in the Lord. It's okay. Everything is. It is well with my soul. Whoever is here, whoever is not here, doesn't matter. Because I'm not here just because of people. I mean, I am. I'm here because of you. But again, and I want to encourage you, but I really feel you know what? You don't look at me. You look at Jesus. And I don't look at you too. I'm looking at Jesus when I'm talking about you. Yeah? Thank you, Lord. That young couple over there, handsome young couple. Uh, handsome and beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, Sister, I see leadership on you, and, and you, you grow up quite a leader within your own capacity. And I know that you've got young kids. How many have you got? Four. Congratulations, you broke the record of most people. Most people only have two, but FGA is a different church. You can have four. Some of you might even have seven or eight. Anybody having that number? How many are you going for, Jordan? Seventeen. You probably have. You probably say it all depends on uh, on, on, on Ruth, eh? Anyway, thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And I, I, I just need to tell you that both of you are really good looking. Thank you, Jesus. When I don't know, when I don't know how to prophesy, that's what I would say. You're good looking. <laughs> but the reason why I call you is because something flesh. And that's how I, I scan, you know. I tell you my secret how I operate, okay? It doesn't matter how big the crowd is, I scan and see whether anything lights up on somebody. And then I will call up the person. Sometimes I don't even know what to say. Then the thing is, there's something about the scripture that says, open your mouth and I'll fill it. Yes. It happens like that, yeah. But you know what, one of the, the, the important thing, you've got a good mind, my dear brother. And so, uh, be a learner. I do feel that it could, it, it could be the season of the Lord for you to be trained as an apprentice for His greater purpose to come. I don't think you're that young. I know that you're not old, but you're not that young. But still, it's like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know how old you are. That's not the matter. That's not the point. But the point is, the point is, I think God is recruiting you. He's recruiting you to be an apprentice. You don't know what else is coming that the Lord will use you for. And the the, the stirring up of the gift that is within you. Is still to be displayed. Somehow it's not showing very much yet. 
up to this point in time. I speak as if I know you. I don't know you from Adam. But the Lord knows you and is telling you something is coming. But I'd like you to put on, you know how plumbers, or not plumbers, but a blacksmith, they have to put on an apron? Yes. That's what I'm seeing you. Put on an apron. Not a chef's apron. <laughs> Are you into cooking? No. no. That's why it's not a chef's cooking. <laughs> hey, what about the sweat, eh? <laughs> it's, a, it's an apprentice of the work of the Lord. It's an apprenticeship in, in, in the things of the Lord, in the, uh, the, the ministry of the Lord. And you may think, oh, I'll let other people do it. You know? You know? You're next. You know, how many years ago we used to have cinema theatres in Malaysia. I'm from Malaysia. And uh, they would put the billboards, you know, next change, coming soon. What's your name? Quinton. Quinton, coming soon. <laughs> the billboard says, coming soon, Quinton. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And sister, what's your name? Sonia. Sonia. Oh, Sonia. Okay. I just said something about you, didn't I? I said the the the, the, the sense of the, the spirit of leadership is upon you. So don't think your children are going to grow up. You know, that's not prophetic. That's for truth. Okay? Your children are going to grow up, and, and, and the Lord using you to, to, to be in place of leadership and to, to, to be actually used by the Lord to be in to be in places whereby you'll be having groups of people under you and like a discipler these things will happen you're going to be a discipler yeah and maybe never mind about the profile of it it's about the calling of of it more than the profile just be faithful in what the Lord is leading you to be leading you in and there are people waiting to be led by you because the spirit of the shepherd the shepherding spirit is upon your life you will be a good shepherd because you have a sharp eyes a sharp, sharp eyes huh? the sharp eyes that will not only see but you have a heart that discerns and so you're quite a smart cookie quite sharp mm. right praise the lord you married him thank you jesus thank you lord that's sister at the back there are you part of this mm -hmm. yes. Yes. why are you there <laughs> I don't. I can't hear you. Uh -huh, okay, you're the supervisor. Okay. Yeah. Come on in. Why are you just peeking from the outside? I mean, you know, in in a in a way, uh, you know, there's always this idea that 
some people are, uh, are like really into the flow and you have desire to, you, you just saw how these people operated just now my goodness they were so full of it man <laughs> they were drunk and, uh, and, and, and and sometimes as a younger person you probably feel that these people are in it but I'm not you know and uh, it's like uh, you don't have to be, 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 be bewildered by all these things but you know what the Lord is going to draw you into it. Right now, the scripture is famous. I mean, people know this popular, you know, Ezekiel 47, about uh, ankle deep and then knee deep, and higher and higher until you swim. And it's like an invitation of the Lord for you. He's telling you, come on, swim. And I don't mean to be like them. Not that there's anything bad about that, but everybody is different, right? So we don't want to, we don't want to really like. I tell you, my wife can cry like anything; she can laugh like anything, also. Honestly. At the same time. No, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes at the same same moment. Sometimes, yeah. And but uh, and then then she also has open vision that I've never ever experienced before. Not once, not twice, the different times. She saw things that are beyond what we could humanly perceive about what end times is going to be like. I'm not in the category. I see things, but not the same as what she does. Sister, expect the unexpected. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Is that okay, Abuela? Am I doing all right? Praise the Lord. I'm just checking, you know, just in case, you know, he's my, I, I just decided that he should be like a monitor of the class. Before <laughs> <laughs> me, 78 years old, eh? right? This year. This year, huh? <laughs> so he, he's, he will be the monitor, monitor is my boss now. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Good to see you on, on the thing, you know, this, uh, what do you call it? Keyboard. Keyboard, yeah. So that's why you are. That's why you make him to get into the worship ministry. Yeah? <laughs> good, 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 good job. Yeah. I follow. I follow. Right? I, I, I knew that. Hallelujah! <laughs> 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, you're just a you're a good girl. You're a good daughter. Yeah. Very God caring and, and, and so on, and that overflows you know, into your ministry. Maybe a bit quiet. Maybe. Not always on the forefront, but not, just, you know, quiet people doesn't mean they have nothing to say. When they have the moments, they would say, and they would speak, and they will not be quiet. And so it's about the Lord in this particular time and this particular season, I believe that the Lord is raising up women in His end time purpose. And I want to encourage you into it because you know, very. We, this is an Asian church, despite we have a sister here. I don't even know whether she's more Caucasian. <laughs> I think she's maybe a lot yellow, more yellow than white. She's an egg, white outside, yellow inside. <laughs> this is a banana. <laughs> so therefore, we have deference to the male in the culture but I think 
for the purpose of God's end-time agenda. This dimension of gender will probably be broken. Because there will be so many who would come in to require disciples over women that you have the need for the women folk to rise up. I'm not, I'm not feminist kind of uh, movement person, but I'm saying that there's certain things not very good about the Asian culture. And I think my generation, my our earlier generations are guilty and I repent of this kind of thing whereby we could have suppressed the women folk. Lord have mercy on me, have mercy upon our earlier generations. Just like Nehemiah, I repent for me and my fathers. Remember Nehemiah prayed like that? Yeah? It's about knowing that for the for God's purpose, actually there's no male or female. But one of the G's that I have that I believe prophetically that the Lord will do applies to you tonight. The call of you to rise up. To stand and be counted in His army. Amen. Praise the Lord. Shall I just finish off or what? At this or should I preach? Who is? Oh, Nick. He's so quiet at the back there. I, I forgot about you. Sorry, man. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Dick. You look, you know, you look like uh, tonight, twice, I have to intentionally turn over to look at you. Because you're always in a corner somewhere. <laughs> brother, Don't be shy. Don't be shy and don't be feeling that, you know what, uh, this guy is fantastic. That follower is fantastic. Can you have this sense that actually you are fantastic before the Lord? Because there's so much in you that, that has not been spoken out. You don't say it, but they're all cooking inside you. I think it's time for you to open up, to tell them what you think, and to tell them what you have, and to tell them what you feel the Lord is saying, that He's going to, that He's, he's putting it upon you. What you feel the Lord has put upon your heart, tell them. Who are the them? Find somebody to tell, yeah, and 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 you, you know, it, it's it's a lot of a lot of releasing that will bring about a greater release. This is the principle of God: give and it shall be given to you. When you start opening up and releasing, more will be released. The flow unblock. I want to pray that the Lord will unblock any blockage so that the flow will be on for you. Is that all right? I don't know whether it makes sense even to you. It doesn't matter, I'll pray anyway. 
Thank you, Father, for Nick. And I pray, Father God, that there will be an unblocking for my dear brother Nick, so that, Father God, what the, that river inside her, him, that well that is within him, would be unblocked and would be released like a water pipe, a burst water pipe. And then people will find that this fellow doesn't stop talking because the, the pipe is broken. The pipe has burst. Something inside him has burst. Hallelujah. And he is being released. I pray for a great release for my dear brother. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen, amen. <laughs> okay, let's quickly do. Who is that? Chinese. Chinese department. Okay. Oh, glory to God. I thought I'm only prophesying young people tonight, but he's an old man. Oh, sorry. I won't speak Chinese anymore. Just kidding. Don't, don't get offended. I know you're Chinese, but don't get offended. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I'm, I'm just... Uh, this thing is helping me by not being so stressed out. Because actually, I don't know whether you know or not. This thing takes a lot of a, uh, concentration when you're prophesying over many people. And um, yes, I'm not going to tell you too many secrets. Uh, <laughs> But brother who uh, Cho Hu uh, and, and Esther, I knew you. I knew you many years back, quite a few years back, and and when you were in another church, and I visited this church, that church many years ago, you were there, and I knew you have such a zeal for the Lord in wanting to serve Him, and you have never, you were never tired of that. And I, this, this is not prophetic. This is a description of what I know you, and I honor, I honor you for for for, for it, both of you. And I thank the Lord that I can meet up with you again. And um, there, are, there are things that are on your mind, greatly, and, and uh, you shared a little bit with me. But I kind of knew, I kind of knew that these things that we are talking about, this household of faith that we are thinking about, this kind of thing that actually will return the, the, the purposes of God back to the families and so on, these things have been on your mind already you told me the other night so this is not prophetic uh, but what is prophetic is you know what the, the Lord is going to use you what I see is a sharp two-edged sword that is in your hand well the word of the Lord is a sharp two-edged sword and I think by by calling and by uh, by the and ministry that the Lord has given you I believe would be strongly leaning towards the teaching uh, teaching kind of thing. Not that you're not pastoral, but probably Esther could be the pastoral person and you are the teaching person and, and so on. Not that she, not that you are not pastoral and not that she can't teach. Okay. It's not like that. When I say the positive I don't I don't imply I don't imply the negative. Okay. So uh, but the teaching anointing that is upon you will be like as what the word of God describes the word of God to be a sharp two aged sword. And this is what I see you holding in your hand. 
There was one time I saw a vision of the Lord when I was fairly young, and I haven't even read through the Bible yet. And uh, I left the book of Revelation to the very end, and I have not read it at that time. And the vision that I saw of the Lord was the, a sword came out from his tongue. I didn't know that there was such a picture in the book of Revelation. There are a few things that I saw that I didn't know because I was still a very young Christian. I saw a hammer. Later on, I discovered that, you know what, the Bible describes the word of the Lord as a hammer. And uh, so this prophetic thing maybe was was long, long time before. I didn't even know it. I didn't even recognize it. I was seeing things that I didn't know that it actually amounted to a prophetic gift. But what I'm trying to say to you is, brother, I just want you to have that sense of anticipation that in your teaching, it's going to be a teaching that is operating with the, the Word of God as a two-edged sword. And uh, one way that I can describe it is what I learned myself in that when you're preaching, every time when you're preaching, you're always speaking to people generally. But it's the Holy Spirit will apply the same word specifically to people. And I want to share this with you and give this thing that the Lord spoke to me and I give it to you. My gift to you tonight is the word of the Lord that you are using to teach is a two-aged sword, not because you know Hebrews 12, okay? It is, of course, from there. And otherwise, this prophecy is not biblical. But beyond that, it's going to be actually a two-aged sword that will apply to all, but yet definitely applying to some. You're going to hit people straight through, and they're going to be cut off in, in, within them because you teach. So don't withhold your teaching. Give yourself to study and give yourself to figure out how best to communicate in the way that it will be communicated. You know, everybody say they can teach. In fact, it's true. Everybody can say they teach. But you see, some people can teach and other people can receive it. Whereas some people teach, other people can't receive it. What's the point when people can't receive what you teach? And so you need to learn how to communicate it in order... I'm not saying that you can't communicate, okay? Uh, very dangerous, you know, this prophesying thing. Eh? You say words that you sometimes get misunderstood. Uh, and so what, what, what I'm saying that I think God is going to upgrade all of you. I'm going to say amen. amen. So that we have brother be encouraged. That particular thing is affirming. What I'm saying is affirming you in your ministry and your wife is an incredible help me praise God and I think you know the, the, the whole dimension of having a heart for the next generation this is new this got nothing to do with teaching the heart for the next generation I see faces right now of young people, their age, maybe a little older. Maybe they are in the 20s, late 20s, late 30s, or mid, uh, 20, 30s, not late 30s, that's too old. But what I'm seeing, these people, they are like 20s into late 30s and so on. And these are the people that are waiting for you. Ooh. Both of you. And Esther has got much to do with it. And maybe Esther, that sense of heart for these people that you have, 
will bring about a release of a special anointing for this group of people. Years ago, the Chinese ministry in Australia is only for the old people. Maybe that may change. I don't know. I actually have no clue about what's going on in the Chinese ministry. But there could be young people. Of course, in Australia, they will be bilingual. But there will be people whom the Lord will bring to you or cross, they will cross your path and they will be discipled by both of you. They will know the love of God because of you. Hester, they will know the love of God because of you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I didn't prophesy on a few, but is it all right? Do you need to be prophesied upon? My friend at the back there went to Russia with me. That's how I got to know him. Raymond Seal. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's a good man. Thank you, Jesus. Like I said, if I don't know what to prophesy, you say that I'm good looking. <laughs> I'm with, well, see how we go, okay. Let me try to preach a little bit. If you can, please read with me Joshua chapter 1. If you can, I'd like to read most of the chapter because I'm going to draw from it. It's 9.30. What time do you think? Actually, we should have finished by now. But we can't finish without preaching, huh? Can you? A little bit, huh? Okay, let's do a little bit. The boss says do a little bit, so I'll do a little bit. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Even if you've just read, you've just read Joshua chapter 1, I think that's a good little bit. Okay, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, Son of Nun, Moses' aid, so that's who Joshua was, Moses, my servant is dead. I'm reading from NIV, by the way. Now then you and all those people, all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give them to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Great Sea on the west. Just pause here. Did you see that there was a fair bit of detail there? God was quite detailed in how he was communicating to, to Joshua. And Joshua was able, you know what, God will have a lot to tell us, but sometimes we are not in the capacity to hear. But Joshua was. Just note that, okay? Um, no one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. Wow, what a promise. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Very popular. Joshua 1.6 Because you will lead these people in, uh, to inherit the land. What do you mean by inherit? The word inherit has got to do with passing down. Isn't it? From one generation to another. Okay. But in this case, it's from the Lord himself. Okay. and uh, But the Lord... Thinks generations too. When he thinks of Abraham, is uh, he thinks of himself. He is a God of generations. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He thinks generations. 
okay so um, I'm getting somewhere really this is actually is a big thing I taught three sessions on this thing so I'm going to do it in maybe 10 minutes okay um, my five G's came from here and I'm not going to even touch it but I did kind of mention them gender is one of those G's group mentality I'm just tell you okay group mentality is another G generations definitely is the third G giftedness is the fourth G and uh, whatever else okay there are five of them I said 5G's because that's an in thing you know, go from 4 from 4G to 5G okay we have our own 5G's too okay um, verse 7 be strong I, uh, the, I, you inherit the land I swore to your forefathers to give them be strong and very courageous be careful to obey at all the law my servant Moses gave you do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go the problem with this word successful many people have interpreted it as our secular success our financial success our success in vocation no no sir no ma'am i mean we i think god can bless us all and all those things but really the success is whether you inherit or you didn't inherit the land that is when you inherit the land that's success that's God's measure of the idea of success and prosperity because it is entering in, when you want the prosperity, it's entering into the place whereby you have vineyards that you did not plant, whereby you have wells that you did not dig, that you have houses that you did not build. Deuteronomy and Exodus. All these are the promises of God. Prosperity are all that in that kind of context of you being a people that will be led by God in His will, in His plan of entering into the promised land and being victorious over giants. Verse 8. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful. To do everything written in it then you will be prosperous and successful have i not commanded you be strong and courageous do not be terrified do not be discouraged for the lord your god will be with you wherever you go so joshua ordered the officers of the people go through the camp and tell the people get your supplies ready three days from now you will cross the jordan here to go in and to take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. But to the Reubenites, the Gedites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the command that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you. The Lord your God is, 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 is giving you rest and has granted you this land. Your wives, your children, and your livestock may stay in the land that Moses gave you in the east of the Jordan. But all your fight, fighting men, fully armed, must cross over ahead of your brothers. You are to help your brothers until the, land, the Lord gives them uh, rest as he has done for you and until, uh, and until they too have taken possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. After that, you may go back and occupy your own land which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you east of the Jordan toward the sunrise. That's very specific. There's a lot of detail. Yeah? Just mark this word, detail. Okay? 
Then the Lord, then, then they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do and wherever you send us, we will go. Just as you fully obeyed Moses. Generations. So will, we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey your words, whatever you may command them, we will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Lord, help us, Lord, even during this short few minutes for me to just extract a few things. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Genuine faith at home. I want to crystallize a few things about faith tonight using this particular passage of scripture and but the context of it is this context i'm speaking to leaders what do leaders do to create genuine faith at home i'm going to use joshua as the model number one i told you that there was a lot of detail that god communicated to joshua and Joshua was able to receive whatever that the Lord spoke to him. So leaders, before we leave, we have to be hearers that we can really be hearing from the Lord. Now that the Lord has put within your pastor and whatever that he had, he had paid tribute to in honor of his pastor. It's a passing down from generation from Moses to Joshua. And Moses has obeyed the Lord, and Moses was one man who could listen to God, who heard, had heard God. In fact, he had face-to-face -face encounter with God. Now that I think of it, maybe that's why I prophesied. It wasn't for this that I prophesied about the things of the Spirit that is in you. Now that I think about it, maybe that's why the prophecy came. That the Lord had led you this way. And you are, you've been led by the Lord, and now He wants to be led by the Lord too. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. But that, so this whole idea of the first G about generations, you can see it very clearly that this is of the Lord because God's idea of generations is continuity. Folly is the idea that when he is old and passed on to you, now it's your turn. Forget about what he's doing. But this is a folly that many a church makes in this world today. Where did he get that spirit from? Not from the Bible. Because God thinks eternity. God thinks continuity. And he has a continuity right through to the end. And the end is his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His end is to create a family for himself. I mentioned that last night. He started with it, he, was not, he would not forget it, and he wants to have it, he will have it. Pray, Lord, that we are part of it. Amen. But you will be part of something when we would be smart enough to recognize how the Lord has been leading us from generation to generation, and not try to be a hero to prove yourself and say, it's my day. Big deal about your day. Really. But I say this to you because I'm trusting you. I can't say it even to those people who should hear it. But you don't have to, you don't have to hear it. I say it to you. I'm saying it. 
This will make, this will make sense rather than for their sake. <laughs> but you, 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 I think you know what I'm talking about. These things are for real. They are happening around. But we don't want this to be happening here. We want to have a culture. So you said it right. It's about management by policy or management by culture, even though the, the, these terms of, of how management is done is very secular, but actually it's truth because by the end of the day, it is only culture that passes generation from generation to generation. It all depends on what kind of culture that we have. Is it a kingdom culture or a secular culture? Not even our ethnic culture because much of ethnic cultures could be influenced by things that are not of the Spirit of God. That's a nice way of saying it, okay? I can say it in more ugly terms. But, yeah. but the point is, just this point about generations is important. But uh, So I'm talking, uh, now my first point from this is, number one, number one, I, I just made some reference about generations. The number one responsibility of leaders, and I told you that I'm in the context of leadership, you have a job to do, is to create generational awareness to the people you are leading. If you are a young person, you have to let the young people know that the father has communicated to fathers of his agenda and they are supposed to continue in it and maybe not only the people you lead the families that you lead also your children and in today's context by the way this could be very well a one point sermon let, let us all sorry two songs one point yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's right otherwise it's no point eh? i think god made us all lives two songs okay two long songs <laughs> We are supposed to finish at 8.30 and you handed the thing over to me at 8.30. Your wife was one to say. Your wife was one Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. What, the, what was I saying? Leaders create generational awareness. Amen. Now what are you supposed to be aware today? We need to be aware of what I have been talking about. Kingdom. Yes. Kingdom agenda. Kingdom continuity. Kingdom uh, of heaven on earth eternally. Because that's higher than the church. Oh, oh. it is, you know. Settle it, okay? The concept of the kingdom is a bigger kingdom than the, uh, a concept than the church. It's a higher concept. The church is supposed to serve it. Yep. Alright? Jesus came to serve the kingdom. Period. Because John the Baptist declared it and I said it the other night and Jesus spoke exactly the same thing when he started his ministry. And in the end, he's coming for a kingdom of priests and kings. 
You check it out to see whether Pastor Jay is right or wrong. Pastor Jay is Pastor Jeremiah. <laughs> People in Malaysia are Malaysians KL and, and LA and uh, Pastor Jay. Uh, Jeremiah is too long. You check it out and go and read. The whole of all the Gospels is about the, king, the Gospel of the Kingdom. We might have emphasized on the Gospel of Salvation, but Jesus emphasized the Gospel of the Kingdom. Not that salvation is wrong, okay? Like I said, when I say the positive, I don't imply the negative. So the point is, leaders generate or cultivate generation awareness of the purpose of God in the similitude of Jesus. Follow Jesus in it. We are too smart now. We have created church and done church in so many ways. That when you actually squeeze out whatever young, uh, whatever blood that we may have in what we call church attendance, how much of church attendees will be able to have drops that come out that speaks kingdom? You think about it. But God wants us to speak kingdom, dream kingdom, live kingdom, glorify kingdom, operate in kingdom. And the word kingdom is about the agenda of God's authority on earth through authorized people. And we want to be there. But the way that I saw it was that he did it through a most unexpected um, vehicle. The simple, simple entity called the family. And that's how he operated. He has a family, he has a son, and his son is coming for a wife. It's all about family, from Genesis to Revelation, really. And family happens to be what the devil is targeting, and he is aware of God's agenda, but the church better be aware. So what are we making, what are we cultivating among our people in terms of generational awareness, kingdom, family, that will serve the kingdom. Is that fair? Yes. But there was a third thing. You remember we just read, you're going to enter into the land. Then he said, no enemies will withstand you. There are enemies in the land. There are enemies in this land too. Not necessarily this Australia, the whole of the world, because the devil is still hanging around. But the devil is no match to God, really. You know what? The devil might want to be in opposition to God, but the devil is not opposite to God. He is nowhere in the same status as God to be an opposite to God. He is down there. I know he's in second heaven and his presence is felt in the spiritual realm because his spirit. And I don't want to minimize that. And I know that the prophetic word says don't concentrate and don't, don't focus on that. And it's all true. But you, and, I, and part of it is to recognize that he is in opposition to God, but he's not opposite to God. He's not a direct opposite to God. He is nothing near. Hallelujah. Lord, help us to clinch our faith on something like that. Then when we are going through stuff, we will not let the devil trample over us.
and Lord help my flesh so that my flesh will not be allowing the devil to have any foothold and make some agreements between you and the Lord yourself to make sure that that doesn't happen it's only you can do it now let me just move very quickly in this just this point about detail you know Joshua was able to hear God like this I said you've got to hear God is because he was used to being in the temple in the presence of the Lord with Moses he lingered in the presence of the Lord and you know what the first dimension of faith that is genuine is what we call experienced faith we must encourage our people draw our people like whatever gifts that you use my 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 uh, portion my contribution is to let you know that he is real through the prophetic and i think it's been very helpful over the many years and touched many people many people i don't know i lost count i don't know sometimes in one meeting or one weekend alone you already prophesied over hundred old people. So there's been, there's been a lot of people that have been touched by the prophetic gift. And I'm not claiming that that's the only gift that will cause people to have a sense of reality of God. I trust that tonight, you know, some of you or people like Ruth and so on, you felt that they would, they would felt the sense of reality. We need to have a sense of reality of God. So this experienced faith, I believe had been in Joshua when he was young. And enabling God to be able to help him to listen and receive. If you don't have the experienced faith, how are you going to lead people into experiencing God? Yeah. Fair enough? Yeah. Okay. Let me just, if you're taking down notes, it'll be unfair to you to, but I won't preach it. I just list down the, the, the types of faith, the dimensions of faith that I'm wanting to share with you but no time all right experience faith is number one that i want to uh, that, that i believe the lord showed me and the second dimension of faith that i believe is important for us to enter into so that we will be able to impart to other people and it's linked to the what god will have to create in you the first one for experience with is in the creation of awareness of God's agenda. And then in that you're interacting with God, you experience God. Alright? Actually, this is the truth. If you are not serving, you experience God more when you are serving God's purpose. When you're just only coming and attending a church, you don't experience God a lot. That's why serving God is a very powerful thing. Alright? So anyway, I can go on and on because... I think through many things over the years, all right? So I thought through many things. But the, the, the second thing that, that is important is not only uh, experience faith, it's also uh, what I call fellowship faith. The experience faith. Now, I've been through my time of whatever, dryness and so on, but what helped me to be able to have the sense of the Lord in me was to understand the difference between relationship with God versus fellowship with God. You need more than a relationship with God. You need more than just only on the surface a relationship between husband and wife. 
You're married, you already have a relationship. But what should be challenging me is have, do I have fellowship with my wife? Can you see the difference? You have a relationship with God. But I feel that maybe one of those things that we should be challenged with is do I have a fellowship with God? Fellowship with my Father. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You know, this revelation of fellowship with the Holy Spirit in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, revealed to Yong Gi Cho, changed his life. It was written in his book, Successful Living, many years ago. And because of fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 13, I think it could be the second last verse, caused him to have revelation upon revelation that came out with this thing called the fourth dimension. Yong Gi Cho's fourth dimension and for the moment a good time his church was the largest in the world with 700,000 people you want to depend on the Holy Spirit or just depend on a human smartness yeah. so experience faith fellowship faith faith for fellowship the third one is a searching faith and this searching faith is actually in Joshua 1.8 meditate day and night on the word of God and that is actually leadership must create inner thinking in people this is what you have been doing inner thinking let me tell you this you can go through the motion this thing will not work if the leaders here don't have a conviction for it we can go through the exercise because many good brains are in Melbourne and we can kind of do a little bit but the difference between doing a little bit and total assimilation total commitment it depends on total conviction but the, for the thing to be translated from knowledge to conviction is inner thinking because that will determine your ethos ethos is your belief it's about your behavior your belief determines your behavior. Your belief determines your, e your ethos, it determines your attitudes too. But you need to search out and go through the inner thinking called meditation. Others call it reflection. Here he says meditation is a function of the mind, function of your inner thinking. Okay, and then from searching faith, you come into a place of conviction, you have an owned faith. You have an owned faith. But it doesn't stop there because if you hear about brothers must do this, brothers must come to do that, what was he appealing to? Community. We are in this together. And in community, what does it mean? Affiliated faith. You want genuine faith? I don't think it's just only one term. I'm breaking it down into five dimensions of genuine faith. You need to lead people and you yourself enter into experienced faith and having a faith for a fellowship with God, a faith that will be searching through your thinking and then by having a conviction of it, you have an owned faith and then recognize that by the end of the day, and I mentioned it during lunchtime with somebody that 
you know what, it takes a village to raise a child. That's a proverb from outside. It's not, uh, it's not Bible, but there's truth in it. It actually does take community to do. I mean, God's idea is community because it's family. Amen. God bless you. Uh, thank you so much, Pastor Jeremiah. Uh, we're, we're actually very, very privileged to have you um, share with us. I, I really resonate when you say that there needs to be generational awareness. That means every single generation must be aware of God's kingdom uh, and his purposes. And I know Pastor Jeremiah said that kingdom sits above the church. And honestly, we must all hold that truth we must all fga is a church we play a role in the kingdom and i'm convinced and i know this our slts united as well our pastoral teams united as well our role for kingdom purposes is to be a living breathing community template for genuine faith at home so that when people see when they poke into FGA, they can see a living, breathing example. They're aware of kingdom, but they're aware of what God is doing because they can actually taste and see it. So it's not, while we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of things of FGA or whatever, it's really, I really believe it's to serve kingdom purposes because something needs to happen in how churches are done. And I don't know, we're not going to change all the other, like, God, us first. Let's not go and talk about, like, all these other things. Us first, right? So um, would you please join me? I'm, I'm going to pray for Pastor Jeremiah and um, Susan. They are uh, driving back very early tomorrow, uh, you know, themselves to go and preach at our church while we're all here. <laughs> Pastor Roland's already uh, driven back. Home. So, yeah, yeah he, um, you know, he would be leaving earlier because he wants to be fresh and ready because I'm like handing the church back to him while we party up here. Um, but let's pray for them. Father God, I thank you so much for Jeremiah, Pastor Jeremiah and Susan. I thank you for the gift that they are to the kingdom of God. And Lord, even as they have so graciously served us by pouring out not just their gift, but their life uh, and their wisdom that you have put into their life, I pray, Lord God, that you would return to them many, many fold. Father God, as they expand their energy and their time um, to sow into the kingdom of God, into the church of FGA, Lord, I pray, Lord, that, that Lord, great would be their reward. I pray for them rest. 